0: Hello, and welcome to today's Living Life. There's a value system in the Kingdom of God, and we call it the Upside Down Kingdom. And the reason why is certain values that Uh, would technically be supported and promoted by the world is sometimes flipped on its head in the kingdom of God. And we see it in expressions such as uh, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, which is the world's wisdom of uh, tit for tat or revenge should be done equally. But the Bible and the way Jesus teaches oftentimes flips that understanding on its head. And it says, don't retaliate even when you are attacked. And the value system seems to be a little bit strange. And as we look at today's passage, we'll be able to see some of this upside down kingdom metaphor happening when we look at the life of Rehoboam, who is the son of Solomon. So let's go into today's passage, and let's look at how we see that upside down kingdom manifesting in today's story.
1: Second Chronicles, chapter 10, verses 12 through 19. Three days later, Jeroboam and all the people returned to Rehoboam, as the king had said, come back to me in three days. The king answered them harshly. Rejecting the advice of the elders, he followed the advice of a young men and said, my father made your yoke heavy. I will make it even heavier. My father scourged you with whips. I will scourge you with scorpions. So the king did not listen to the people, for this turn of events was from God, to fulfill the word the Lord had spoken to Jeroboam, son of Debat, through Ahijah the Shilonite. When all Israel saw that the king refused to listen to them, they answered the king, what share do we have in David, what part in Jesse's son? To your tents, Israel, look after your own house, David, So all the Israelites went home. But as for the Israelites who were living in the towns of Judah, Rehoboam still ruled over them. King Rehoboam sent out Adoniram, who was in charge of forced labor. But the Israelites stoned him to death. King Rehoboam, however, managed to get into his chariot and escape to Jerusalem. So Israel has been in rebellion against the house of David to this day.
0: Welcome back to today's Living Life. As we saw in the story, we see a little bit of a different value system. We see a man named Rehoboam who is faced with a very, very seemingly obvious choice, and he makes a very foolish choice. And especially at first glance when we look at it, it is quite indeed foolish. And we see the repercussions of this uh, terrible decision coming out and impacting the people of God, the Kingdom of Israel. And it's interesting because I say it at first glance, it was a very foolish decision. But as we look at some of the reasons why it's foolish, I hope you'll be able to see that not only is it foolish at first glance, surprisingly, it's even more foolish when you look at it in second glance. So in first glance, when we look at the situation, we see uh, it's a little bit of a complicated circumstance. Rehoboam is inheriting the kingdom. He's a he's son of Solomon, and he's At first glance, we would kind of think that he's kind of young and impulsive. We see him making a decision not based on the wisdom of the elders, but wisdom of his peers, maybe wisdom of people right around his age. And his scripture says that they were young men. What's a little bit deceptive, though, is Rehoboam, at the time of this this decision-making process, when he's being crowned as king, he's not 20. He's not in his teens. He's not going through puberty he's actually about 40 to 41 years old. So, you know, we would kind of say that's the middle of life. And yet he makes a very uh, interesting decision. And we would initially think it's very impulsive, but when we look at some of the circumstances underlying it, maybe you'll be able to see that uh, it's, it's actually maybe quite a challenging circumstance. You see, he's inheriting the kingship, but then the end of Solomon's reign was marked by a decline in the kingdom. So the time of King Solomon was marked as the golden age of prosperity. During the end of King Solomon's life, everything started going downhill. So we see Rehoboam inheriting this mantle and perhaps feeling like he needs to change this downward spiral where he sees the kingdom going. Furthermore, I mean, financially, the the people, with the kingdom going down, less, less opportunities. Uh, financially, economically, the kingdom is also going down. And finally, there's one more point is there are enemies that are actively attacking uh, the people of God under the reign of Solomon. So we see quite a complicated circumstance and we see him making a interesting decision. He gets this plea from a man named Jeroboam and the people of Israel. And then he consults two groups of people. The first group is a group of elders. And um, most likely, when we think about scripture, we have things like, listen to your elders. But what we see here is we see Rehoboam talking to a second group. And these are people who are young. Young is described in scripture as young men. Why does he ignore the advice of the older generation? Why does he ignore the advice of people that would generally be considered leaders or the wise? Um, It's perhaps interesting that Rehoboam is perhaps looking at the legacy of his father. He's looking at this elder generation that led together with his father, King Solomon, and he sees the kingdom in a downward spiral. And it's possible, perhaps, and this is my conjecture, a little bit, is that Rehoboam will be looking at the elders, looking at the downward spiral, and, and kind of perhaps thinking it's because of their advice that the kingdom is actually uh, on a downward spiral. Uh, the young men that he would have associated with the second piece of advice, they are uh, perhaps his half brothers. They are royal people. They are also people who perhaps have authority. Uh, Who have a lot of sway uh, and a lot of um, followers perhaps and Then there's another element is there's a man named Jeroboam who is approaching him with this plea now Jeroboam is very interesting is he was chased out of the kingdom by his father by uh, Rehoboam's father Solomon and he was chased out because there was a prophecy made about Jeroboam that Jeroboam would take 10 of the tribes of Israel and split the kingdom So, Jeroboam is described as a very, very able man. He's an industrious man, and he's a good leader, per se. So, we can see perhaps Rehoboam struggling with a lot of different uh, challenges. Now, the reason why I said at first glance and at second glance, when we look at all the evidence that we say Rehoboam is foolish, is because we see a difference in how Rehoboam and his ancestor, King David, approached the situation of kingship. When, when King David was proclaimed king, immediately he sought the presence of God. When King David's son Solomon became king, God asked him, what, what, can I, what is the one thing you're asking for that I can give to you? And Solomon asked for wisdom from God to lead his people. On the other hand, Rehoboam doesn't seek out the counsel of God at all. He looks at the counsel of man. He looks at the counsel of his peers, and then he makes a decision we don't see God play anywhere involved in the process of Rehoboam's kingship. So perhaps what we see here is the foolishness of a man who is called to a very important place, but yet does not seek God's wisdom or advice. We have a saying in English that hindsight is twenty twenty. It means when we look back at the incident or whatever situation, we are able to see with a different lens and to make sense of it, and perhaps to uh, regret our decisions in the past. For Rehoboam, this is a situation of twenty twenty. He looks back, and perhaps he realizes that his decision was very much indeed foolish. The advice of the elders is that they would, that he, that the elders encourage Rehoboam to serve the people. But we see throughout history that every king fails to indeed serve the people. Only one king does indeed make the decision to serve the people. And we see that king in the New Testament. We see that king in the person of Jesus who says, In Mark chapter 10, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give His life as a ransom for many. The failure of King Rehoboam points us to the true King Jesus, who does indeed serve the people, who does indeed lead the people, and who does indeed honor God in His kingship. So today, as we walk out today in our life today, uh, we just pray that, we will learn to trust and obey jesus trust and walk with him that we might know his will for our life let's pray today father we thank you for this lesson that we see in king rehoboam who in a position of power he did not seek your face i pray that you would give us the wisdom to turn to you whenever we are faced with decisions that we might know your heart and your will and to make wise decisions in light of the circumstances. We thank You, Lord. And in Your name we pray. Amen. For a